Good evening. I know it's been a, a long, long time enough for me to kind of grow this uh, crappy beard, which is a long time for me. It'd be a day for Rafa and Royce. But uh, after the holidays and through there, so hopefully everybody had a good holiday season and New Year's here. Uh, this is the SA Soccer uh, Roundtable here. Uh, joining me tonight is going to be Rafa. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you, Ari? Doing well. How was your holidays and New Year's? Anything fun or exciting? Uh, two weeks in Del Rio, I got to see some some snow, some some flurries, but not much snow. All the snow got it to grow rock springs and so forth. But it was fun being with the folks. Royce, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, what, What's up, fellas? What did you get exciting for Christmas or, or the holidays? Uh, <laughs> more, more, more quarantine time. More quarantine time. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that you were doing some home improvement, so yeah. um, I'm assuming you put that to good use. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're renovating stuff, so it's <laughs> it hasn't been restful. I mean, I got I got war wounds on my hands and stuff from everything, so we're doing good. We're doing great. I'm excited for the for the for the new year, 2021. Finally, 2020 is over. Thank goodness. Well, 2021 is off to an interesting start. We'll just see that <laughs> here. So um, we did have discussions about whether we should go on, but uh, like I said, here we you know wanted to give number one get something out, but number two just kind of give a distraction to all the craziness that's going on. But uh, uh, thank you for tuning in, and, and like I said, here we're listening on the podcast, and this gets uploaded later on tonight or, or tomorrow morning here. Uh, so we're going to start out it's high school season, which means it's uh, Rafa's favorite time of year. Uh, for that here, and I know me and Royce are going to be more kind of in the background with it here. So, Rafa, uh, you've you've uh, sent me a list uh, of the uh, was it, uh, was it SA Sports or my SA or the Express yeah. the Express News uh, top ten preseason. And I know some teams have already kicked off, um, but the season I think really gets started this weekend here. So we really wanted to kind of get it get into that with uh, some. Uh, Showcases that are going on uh, for that here. So uh, we'll start with the ladies, the, the girls here. Um, the top 10 that they had listed here. Uh, did you want to go over it or did you want me to read it down there for you? Sure, I can go over it. Like I said, uh, number one, Clark, the Clark girls. Um, brand new brand new to that new district, that 28-6A. That's going to be probably the one of the toughest districts for, the, for girls soccer in the state of Texas, I think. Uh, you add Clark, now you add also Brandeis, too. With a mix with Lee, Reagan, Johnson, Churchill, it's it's basically a playoff game, you know, every game in that district. And then you have Lee girls, you know, they had a pretty good season last year before COVID hit. Uh, same thing with the Reagan girls, uh, Alamo Heights girls. We got the pleasure to see them last year. Me and Scott went to go see them. Uh, they're going to be up there. Uh, Surprises, Smithson Valley is going to be, you know, they're probably going to be an up and coming. You have Brandeis. Uh, New Braunfels Canyon, um, they're dropping down to 5A. Uh, they're going to be uh, probably one of the teams to beat in the region for 5A for the girls. And then we have Antonio, for Antonio on taps. And then we round up with New Braunfels. They're always a good team every year. So uh, pretty good top 10, like I said, according with the Express News. And like I said, hopefully I'll come up with my top 10 later on once the season kind of kicks in. But I do see Clark as the favorite, uh, you know, as far as one of the favorites to win the region, and I'm sure there's other ones up little uh, up 35. So we'll see. I know they added some new Austin Round Rock teams, so it's it's going to be a battle this this coming year. Hopefully, we do get to see the playoffs this year. That is that is the the question that I think is on everybody's mind at this point is the how far in the season that we'll go here. So um, just kind of off the top, my first question here with the ladies here is. Um, you know, Nebronfels at number two, uh, number ten, already having two losses on the season. One of them to New Braunfels Canyon. Um, when it comes to rankings and playoffs, um, with the season that that we're going to have, losing early does that put them in a hole, or you think you know, you know, whether you you know have some losses now and then when it comes to districts, really all that really matters, or um, do you think it'll be a combination depending on how how many games that teams are able to play this year? I think the with the pre like the pre district games before you depend on your district season, you know wins or losses. Not your team as far as 
you know, what 11 works, what, you know, what player rotation works, you know, so we don't. I think what Rafa is trying to say is that uh, we, we don't know what players are going to be available. You, you don't know who's going to be available. You don't know, um, you know, obviously we're still in a pandemic. You don't know who's going to get sick. Uh, we've heard word that. Is going to be uh, more, more about. Your, go ahead. More, can you hear me? Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you. you went yeah, out for a little yeah, bit. Go more, ahead. Sorry. Yeah. The more, the more concentration is more really about the district play. Um, Pre-district is going to get you ready, play the tough teams, and see what you have as far as your roster. So, and also to get to experiment, or what you know, what tactics work, what don't, you know. So that's so there's no shame on that. Now we're going to switch over to the uh, to the boys side here uh, for right here. So also this is courtesy of mysanantonio.com. The Express News uh, preseason rankings. Uh, go down that list here if you want there, uh, Rafa. Sure. We have our, our perennial favorite, Lee. Uh, you know, I think everyone would return seven starters on their team. I know they lost some firepower, but I'm sure, you know, they're probably reloaded and they'll be ready to go make another run. Deep run, you know. Hopefully, they'll get an opportunity to make a deep run in the playoffs and win their, you know, win the district and go, go deep in the playoffs. Uh, Reagan, you know, perennial uh, playoff team every year. Uh, like I said, they always, you know, always, always have great teams, and great players. Uh, the surprise last year was actually Clemens, and we talked. I know we, Harry, we talked about them last year. They weren't you know, they my surprise team. Right? I thought they were going to be pretty good going in, but yeah, they, they yeah. did very well. Yeah, they're my sleeper team for the six A, and I, I and and I don't know how many lettermen they have back, but like just to see the record, I'm sure they're going to be one of the top teams for Region Four. And then uh, Harry's favorite team, Southwest, still undefeated. Still, still undefeated. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see in a, in a we'll see Saturday because they got to get they got a tough one. So, um, but I think there'll be they'll be they're going to win their district. They should have no problems with that district. Uh, We'll see how they do as far as a, if a playoff run. You know, you know they're going to probably have to run in with one of the teams from the Valley. Um, you know, you have an awesome team like Dripping Springs, so we'll see that. Uh, Harlan, you know, moving up from 5A to 6A, we're going to see how good, you know, how, how that changes for the, you know, what, you know, what adjustments they make, but I'm sure they have the talent to make a, you know, playoff run. Uh, Johnson boys, I think they were in the hunt last year too. Uh, they always have uh, good teams. Alamo Heights, that was, like I said, they're for a while my number one team last year. Uh, you know, this year I'm sure they're returning quite a few players back. I'm familiar with quite a few of them because they used to play for me on my club team. So, like I said, they should have a good squad. Uh, surprises, Central Catholic's number eight. You know, you know they, they have them down there. Did they um, lose a lot of talent or – well, Jose Gallegos. Well, the the big one is Jose Gallegos. He's now uh, SAFC player now. Uh, but I'm sure that, like I said, usually Central Catholic always reloads with talent. So he was to say, "There's not the next Jose Gallegos on that team." So, so, but I, I'm sure they're going to be the favorites to go back to state at, for taps. Uh, Churchill. There was another t a good team we saw quite often last year. Uh, I know they lost their one of their star forwards, uh, but I'm sure they're like I said they'll they're always going to make a, a contention into the playoffs. And then TMI, I think they won state last year for their taps. Mm -hmm. uh, they're at five and zero, and I'm sure they'll we'll move up in the rankings. And I, I'm sure they're going to be one of their favorites to go back to state as well. So I think for me, Central Catholic, I was no offense, kind of shocked that they were down that far. And I guess this weekend where, where they're playing with the the was it it's a, the Koppel tournament the was it the North Texas North, Showcase Texas short show, Showcase up there they're playing up there so um, I think we'll have a pretty good idea of how good or you know if, if they did drop uh, after this weekend to see how they perform um, in that tournament uh, for yeah, that game. I think they start off with a Garland Nam Forest, and that team's mm -hmm. usually good up in the Dallas area. I think they had uh, 
some other teams like Arlington, Sam Houston. I think they were also. I think they were in the top ten in the state. Uh, in the bottom bracket, they had a um, uh, uh, Capel. So that hopefully they make to the final. See they play Capel. So that'll be a good, interesting game. But it's a good test for them, you know, to see without Jose, see where they're at. You know, it's it's only going to get them ready for taps play and also make that deep playoff run, you know, in, around February and see whether they win another state championship. So then my f- question here for you, and then I'll ask Royce if he has a question here for you, um, is are you surprised at the number of preseason tournaments that are going on, you know, uh, for that here? Cause there's quite a few uh, that are going on. I know when we had talked off that we were, we were thinking, Hey, it may just be district games. Um, but uh, you know, outside of, I think Austin, that's, that's, you know, Austin area that's kind of shut down. It seems like, seems like everybody everywhere else, you know, you've got, you got uh, these uh, showcase tournaments going on already in district uh, firing up. Yeah. I think the surprise is that a lot of the schools are not doing those out of, uh, overnight trips, mm-hmm. uh, minus Central Catholic since they're up there over there in Dallas. Uh, but I look at like some of the schedules. I could look at like Lee. Lee was at the North Case Showcase last year. This year they're at the Alamo Heights tournament. Um, and that's, I was kind of looking through some other ones, like for the girls. Uh, San Marcos was supposed to have a big tournament that got canceled. Um, there's other teams that, you know, decide maybe because they're not letting them go out of town, they have to find local tournaments or showcases uh, that way they can play locally and not have to travel too much or more, or more not worried about too much with COVID. Um, I see even some schools that are not even playing tournaments at all or mm-hmm. showcases. Like um, I noticed like my old team that I used to coach, uh, they're playing four non, non, non-district games and they're playing like, they're like four hours away for those games. So, you know, the just just because they couldn't play, uh, or, you know, just because of their location, they can't play an over, uh, out-of-town tournament because of overnight. So a lot of it's going to affect some schools. But if, if you live in, like, in the metropolitan areas, you know, you're going to be able to play some of these showcases because you don't have to travel too far. But some of the teams are similar surround areas. If you're, like, two hours away, you know, you're not going to be able to play some of the tougher teams or, you know, you're going to have to schedule a lot more non-district, you know, non-district games on Tuesdays or Fridays or Saturdays. One of the showcases that I've, and I don't know, I think this is the first time, um, but and I hope it's one that continues, uh, but uh, the Northeast slash Northside Boys Soccer Showcase, um, where they've got, you know, what Heroes, Back West, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what JCS is. Ferris Gustafson, um, all, all, all through there, and, and, and like I said here, we I think last year we talked about maybe having kind of a you know kind of what Koppel has, where you know that you know that that large uh, showcase here. Um, I'm hoping you know if memory serves me, last year the Northeast Showcase and the Northside Showcase for the boys were separated, mm-hmm. or this year they've kind of merged them together. I'm kind of hoping maybe they do that a little bit more, continue going forward, and maybe put a little bit more bracket structure like uh, the Koppel tournament has. Because I think you know, number one, you might be able to track bigger teams. You know, when we return to a normal uh, time frame, but I think it could also bring, you know, you know, highlight the the cases on there and have it as a citywide uh, mm-hmm. tournament. Maybe you know, I'd also like to see that the South Side be included as well. Maybe have. You know, nor, you know, northeast, north side, and it was at the southwest tournament. I think that they have yeah. that combination where, you know, maybe you could you know, maybe make it a city affair, um, and and draw in you know some you know some out of out of area, maybe even out of state teams going forward. Yeah, one of the them. big, yeah, one of the big uh, uh, tournaments or showcases they have besides North Texas. I know next week there's the Governor's Cup in Georgetown. And I usually play that one there with the finals at, and they usually bring a lot of the top teams in the state. This year, you know, I haven't seen the bracket, so I don't know if it's affecting teams from out of town to play. So if it's going to be mostly Austin teams and maybe a couple of San Antonio teams because it is about maybe an hour, hour and a half to drive away. It's not too bad because they can drive them back and forth that same day. Yeah. Uh, we have other ones um, uh, like in the Valley, they have a big 40 team showcase. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and that's probably got affected too. I think what I want to see is SAFC host 
a high school showcase. You know, <laughs> have the, you know, have have play it there at play it there at um at Star. There's heroes, and then yeah. you know you also have you know you can also use Comalander or Blossom, and then have mm-hmm. the final have the final there at Toyota. You know, yeah, the ball there at Toyota one. Yeah, that'll attract a lot of people. Maybe even out of town, you know, out of state teams to come. And I think maybe that's something. Something maybe you can even your, your SAFCs can start look, scouting for talent for the for the future. So that's what I was going to ask you. If and, and like I said here, neither one of us are, are professional scouts or anything along those lines. But could you know? Number one, it would be a good way for college recruiting uh, to be able to showcase. You know, make it nice and easy. Hey, come here. Uh, obviously, there, there's competing tournaments, you know, throughout the, the state here. But to me, for SAFC, maybe it's somewhere where maybe they can, you know, have an area where they can see the talent to, you know, because obviously SAFC is about the youth, about the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, and I know a lot of it's about their academy. Uh, but we saw last year that they gave, uh, was it uh, uh, the, the center back from uh, Dallas? Uh, I forget what his name Ramsey. is. Ramsey. Ramsey. Uh, the opportunity to come down and and show his talents. Um, I don't know if he's still with the team. Um, I didn't put him on the uh, departure list, even though he is on a transfer market saying that he went back to his club. But, um, you know, with him being a young kid, you know, to me it was a little bit different than, you know, a pro's pro's contract. So uh, for that here. So Royce, any questions for Rafa, you know, either on the ladies or or the, you know, the, uh, the boys side there, girls or boys, pardon me. No, I think he, uh, Rafa had a really nice transition there to SAFC because that's the next subject. So let's go. So SAFC, we're going to start off with the departures. And I think uh, there's one that, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's, uh, it was covered by, you know, USL and, and you, know, you know, the athletic. Uh, Kristen Pirano uh, was official uh, with FC Papos de Fieria over in Portugal. Uh, you know, it was a free transfer, you know, we can go, you know, you know, I wish it wasn't a free transfer, but I think COVID <laughs> might've played an impact on that. But, you know, I also understand why SAFC couldn't sell them last year because yeah. I don't think SAFC had a rough year, uh, you know, in 2019. And if you had to let Pirano go, I think it would have ruffled even some more feathers. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. So, um, I was happy to be able to watch him, you know, last year, even though I don't think he was fully healthy uh, for it here. And we talked about him and Jose, you know, who really stepped up, uh, kind of not meshing together perfectly. Uh, but I think for SAFC, you know, I thought it was awesome to be able to go over uh, to uh, FC Paco's uh, Twitter account. And when they had their promo video, it was basically all SAFC highlights and stuff like that, which, uh, to me, is a good way to build that brand for San Antonio. So we'll start with you, Royce. Uh, your thoughts on Pirano going um, over to Portugal? Uh, it's super exciting. I mean, to have normally only see that with MLS, you'll see ML, and, and it's honestly, it's been kind of a pain in the butt for European teams to sign MLS players because of the crazy rules, TAM and GAM and FAM and yada yada. Um, and at the same rate, there's the work visas and, and getting work permits and stuff. And that's always, that's always difficult. I mean, they just had a, a, a top player go to a Portuguese team, which was Reggie Cannon going to a Boa Vista, which by the way, Boa Vista is in the relegation zone and Pacos de Fiera are, what are they? Fifth, fifth on the table or something looking. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting, but, um, it's very exciting. I mean, we loved watching, uh, I guess, and speaking for all of us, we loved watching Christian the two, three, couple years he was here. Um, and also another thing, if if he would have been sold um, at the end of last season and um, Marcina is the one who discovered him, mm-hmm. that would have been pretty unfair to Marcina to, right. excuse me, not actually get to uh, get to coach him. And, and, like, and like you said, COVID was a big... That's the great yeah, unknown is if they would have kept him in during the during the summer if it would have been a normal normal year uh, to I don't try even, to get something back. But I don't even think that. I think if you know if everybody would have known a safe CU would have lost their opening playoff game because of a handball that wasn't called, maybe <laughs> then he's old. But at the same well, rate, a safe CU was set up to make a really big run. 
Um, they look good. Everything, I mean, and and at the same rate, Liam Doyle scored a goal, and still nobody knows what foul was called against them to disallow it. So not bitter at all still about that. <clears throat> but uh, we're moving on. Um, Are we, we miss you, Christian. Good luck. And um, could not could not be more happy for you. Buena suerte. Rafa, your thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. It's going to be a good experience. Um, I mean, that the Portuguese league, it's it's a it's a great developmental league. Uh, look at some of the players that have played and go on to bigger clubs. Well, the main one is Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, started at, at Sporting and he went to Man U now, you know, Real and Juventus. Uh, you even have some uh, Mexican national team players playing for like Porto or uh, now some are playing with Atletico. Uh, Raul Jimenez played with Benfica. And I don't look where he's at now. He's playing with Wolves. So it's going to be great for him. You know, hopefully he gets, you know, gets looked at by some of the the upper echelon Portugal, you know, Porto or Sporting or, or Benfica. And then hopefully he takes that leap to someone, one of the bigger, you know, some of the bigger, you know, leagues. Hopefully he ends up in like the EPL or La Liga or, or in Germany or, or the culture there in Italy. So I uh, have high hopes for him and hopefully he'll say he remembers us, sends us a scarf <laughs> for the collection. Um, you know, but like I said, I, I think he's going to do great things over there. But the thing is, you know, we can look back and we can be proud of, you know, that, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we, we had him, we developed him and, you know, it just shows how great our club is. And I don't, I don't think there's any other club. I don't think Phoenix can brag about sending a player over there to Europe because we already sent two already. So, so we're you know we're happy the, about that. The differences in USL to the the top league in Portugal is that you think it's more physical. Um, obviously, the talent's going to be higher. Uh, I think it's probably more. I think it's probably at MLS level or higher, uh, most likely because you got clubs that are you know championship and uh, and uh, uh, Europa League, Europa League uh, for that here. So obviously, you've got some clubs that you know probably two or three times better than MLS um, for that here. So, but as far as, you know, going from USL championship where it's a physical league, in my opinion, especially with, you know, how much that he got knocked down going over there. Do you think that will set him up well, or is he going to more of a, like a finesse league where, you know, he'll be, you know, his speed and, and, you know, his tactical ability, he'll be able to shine over there and maybe not get fouled as much as, you know, you know, if you want to call that. He's gonna make some adjustments. I know his speed's gonna help, but I'm sure I'm sure the training staff's probably gonna bulk him up a bit to, to take some of those hits. I'm sure you know they have probably some really good fitness, you know, working off fitness and so forth. You know, it's it's gonna be a big a big step up. Uh, but I think I think he's a player. Just he's young enough, you know. And I think he has a drive to do a lot of great things if they give him the opportunity. And that's that's another thing going to Europe. You know, are they going to give you the opportunity to play? And, you know, yep. I think I think they should give him the opportunity to play. Maybe he'll start out playing with domestic cups. You know, you know they're in Portugal, and then hopefully later on he'll get play some of the the regular you know the regular you know uh, league league minutes league minutes. So. So we'll we'll be we'll be cheering off for him on that, but I think I think he's a good hands over there. Your yep. final thoughts on it, uh, on uh, Piranha there, Royce? Ah, uh, I mean it's it's exciting, and we're obviously going to follow him. Um, and honestly, it, it it's a big it, it's a big deal for the league. It's not just a safe seat. It's a big and a big thing for the city. It's a big thing for the league. It's a big thing for USL Championship. And this is one of the things that I always preached is that. Playing for USL Championship as a kid is so much better than MLS because MLS, you get locked in. You're owned by the league. You're not owned by the club. There's not a lot of freedom to go to different leagues. It's a very open league. So if you're if you're young and you're trying to develop and you are destined for Europe, it's so much. I mean, look at Brian Kayo, who's in uh, – who's is he with Wolfsburg now? Um and he's been getting minutes. I mean, a lot of kids have come from USL to go over there. And, and I mean, vice versa. I mean, you had from the Bundesliga. You might have been with Zwei Bundesliga, but uh, Jerome Kisavetter played for El Paso when he played for Miami. So, 
it's 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 exciting and it, it really is just showing how big the league can be so so other departures that we had uh a couple of them we knew about a couple of them kind of caught me by surprise uh, blake smith retired um I was kind of a little bit shocked that he was one and done uh, with SAFC. I thought he would maybe do a couple of years. Um, and Luis Solinag, uh, I think we discussed that he went, uh, you know, as soon as the season ended to San Luis. Um, but a couple uh, and a couple others that kind of surprised me. Mitchell Tainer went back to Sac Republic. Uh, Abby Akon, uh, who, you know, who, you know, was on the roster, but uh, unfortunately was never, I don't think ever in San Antonio. Uh, landed back stateside with San Diego Loyal, um, and according to transfer market, Hayden Park teams also left the club. Uh, left the club, and I know uh, he was playing for Ditton um, in the Rojo Cup uh, up there. He scored a, a goal in, in stoppage time to help them advance to the playoffs. So, any of those that stick out as far as big misses, uh, obviously Solignag is is a huge loss uh, for that here. But uh, out of those, uh, any of the any of the others that you want to kind of highlight. We all know that. Yeah, I go go ahead, Rafa. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think Blake Smith. You know he he brought a lot to the team and you know experience. I I still think he still had enough left in the tank. You know him and, and Maloney were terrors on the wings. You know, and I just wish they let him loose a little bit more of sort of saying crosses, <laughs> but that was a shock there. Uh, Tanner is another one that I was kind of surprised he went back to Sacramento. I wasn't too worried about Akon. You, you saw the year before as far as his, his, his defending and his, the own goals also too. So it's not a big loss for us, you know. You know, but, uh, Soniak, like I said, his goals. But like I said, we we picked up another one which we'll discuss in a bit. So, but yeah, but I think Blake Smith's probably the biggest one as far as you know losing. That's it's a Hopefully we can find someone that can replace him. Your thoughts, Royce? Uh, first of all, Danielle is going to miss, miss uh, Mitchell for reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was listening Abby. to the Sac Republic uh, uh, <laughs> uh, podcast, and they were all super excited that the you know the uh, beautiful man had returned uh, from, uh, back to back to Sacktown. So I'm not from Sacktown anyway. Um, no, Ebby. Uh, Ebby, that one year he was here, I mean, he it wasn't his fault that he got left out to dry. He had he had the stats. He looked good when he was played properly. But the, the issue for Ebby is first of all, he's a left-sided center back, and that's something that's tough to find. Um, I mean, that's we had Callum last season, and unfortunately he's now with um Minnesota, Minnesota. United. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always tough to find a left-sided um center back and that's what Ebby was and unfortunately for reasons in 2019 he was played as a left sided center back and a left back at the same time so he really got just put out to dry a lot and it really wasn't his fault it was just kind of a an issue with the formation we were playing with uh Blake Smith's gonna be really tough Blake Smith is the first solid replacement for Greg Cochran that we had um and that was something that we've needed and I'm surprised they did one and done, but at the same rate, I mean, it hits his body. And if his body told him no more, you got to respect it. And it was great to have him for the one season because it was an awesome season. And obviously Soliac's going to be a difficult one to lose um, his prowess, his expertise and really happy. He got his career back underway, um, but it's still going to be tough um, to replace him, obviously, because he was, he was fantastic. Um, he was that different class that we had. Yeah, seen as exactly, a exactly, exactly. He was, I think, the closest forward that we've had to him so far is probably Frank the Tank, and that and mm. that was. I go back to Pablo Campos uh, back with uh, the Scorpion with the Scorpion Ingo Campos. That's big, big, big guy because Frank the Tank was. He was a guy that would come in late. And poach goals, but if I don't think if you played him the ninety minutes, like you know, like there, Solniak poached goals in the first ten seconds, and that was about it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no but uh, multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but no. What what I meant by Frank was just he, 
like like you're describing Campos. He was just another class above everybody else. He was a big dude. Feed him the ball, and he's going to do things. That's what Solniak did. He would either feed, you know, he'd feed, he'd, he'd leave it off. He was just that holding forward that could also score, and we haven't had that. Cam- uh, Campos was good, but Campos was really good in the NASL. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So you just uh, you just didn't have the ego like Campos, <laughs> yeah. you know. Sonak no. was more down. Not Sonak was more uh, more well, down to earth, you know, and humble. Yeah. Sonak was let me let me go. Yeah, Sonak was more let me go celebrate with my uh, with my teammates, and Campos was more like yeah, that was me. I did the whole thing, even though somebody passed me the ball, and I was standing in the six yard box. Anyway. I won't lie. I loved. I love. Uh, <laughs> so did I. He's I, great. I, he's I still great. send him a message and, and he responds back. So I'd I love know. I, I know he's got a, a checkered, checkered background when it comes to attitude <laughs> and red cards and playoff history and stuff. Missing but, three three penalty kicks. <laughs> oh, good I, lord! I love the guy, oh. He's part of the reason why I fell in love with it. I won't lie. Uh, but as far as the others, it looks like loans ended for Santiago Vieira. Gonzalo Di Renzo, Jordan Peruza, and Callum. Obviously, Callum and Jordan, uh, you know, they're most likely going to be staying with their MLS teams. Uh, Santiago, unfortunately, I don't think really got a chance to play. Uh, Di Renzo, do you see any chance that they look at bringing him back after the loan or, you know? He could. I mean, I mean, I don't know if anyone is going to miss his little short shorts, you know, <laughs> you know on the field, but. I mean, he he was that a good, is style, I mean, and you cannot buy style. Let's yeah. let's settle down. Honestly, though, uh, <laughs> the the two the two of the guys that I would have wanted back from last season anyway were Dorenzo and Bailone, and it's mm-hmm. just they're big, they're physical, and that's and this is a physical league, and those dudes can take on any center yeah. back in this league, and that's that's big. I mean, even just having Bailone as a striker, which I honestly think the. We'll talk about him in a minute, but the newest signing I think kind of shows that it's one of those guys probably is not coming back, um, but the but the other might. So, so we'll see. So, speaking of uh, with the Royce with the transition, there we're gonna look at SAFC. So, I'm gonna go through. I think the order that they came in. I think I flipped Cam and Ollie, but uh, uh, originally uh, SAFC jumped back saying that they had picked up uh, the contracts of Jose. Liam Doyle, who had the he played one game with SAFC. He was a late season transfer in. Leo Torres and Carlos uh, Mercado, the goalkeeper that they signed uh, mid year uh, for that here, uh, for that here. So, but the big name obviously is Jose uh, Gallegos coming back here. I think he's you know, the, I think he is the 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 name of the team or uh, the star of the team at least face coming the in the face, the face. Um, especially where he's a local kid, but to me, it brings up, you know, and like I said, we'll discuss this in, in future episodes of what does SAFC do with him? Uh, cause this would be year two of his professional contract, whether they signed him to a two or three year deal. Answer uh, whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, I don't, you know, for me personally, I don't think you can let him walk as a free again, especially if you're trying to grow, but you know, like I said here, that's, you know, those decisions are above my pay grade. But the first four that came back, uh, outside of Jose, uh, any shockers, any, any surprises? I'm glad they brought Doyle back. I think he's going to dominate. I think one of the things that we were kind of missing, the, the two things we were kind of missing, uh, last season toward the end, and that was that big center back in the middle. We lost that with Soldierberg going back to uh, – attaboy, Harry. Going back to um, – Columbus and then get traded. Uh, Columbus, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then getting traded. So we didn't get a ring. That sucks. Come back. <laughs> we miss you. Well, we'll come back, please. Um, anyway, it, it's tough to find that Doyle is a big dude. Uh, he showed that he can score. He won game and put it in the net and it should have countered. Um, <laughs> and then the only, only blemish on his, his defense in that game as well was because the dude handled the ball in the box. So, that was just kind of the um, the 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 Doyle uh, Murphy's Law game. That one, um, obviously, Gallegos coming back is huge. Really excited to see his development. I'm as excited to see him play as I was Pirano. Um, and really, what we need to do now that Marcina was always, 
you know, he was always, it was kind of an embarrassment of riches. He was like, I can't, you know, you can't put a lineup out there with not having Gallegos and Perono at the same time, but that was kind of his undoing because then the defense kind of lacked. And that's what I think we're going to go back. The other two sign, uh, two, two of the signings um, that we've had are um, Cam Lindley and PC. Um, and those two guys are going to control the midfield. And then you're probably going to have Gallegos ahead of them. Um, and then you're going to have two wingers and you're obviously going to have a big body up front um, as a striker. And that's going to be huge. And uh, welcome to San Antonio Cam. I'm excited. That's a solid signing. Um, I mean, he he made um, Andrew Carlton look really good, which Andrew Carlton's really good <laughs> in Indy. But I mean, he made him. He may uh, have a hard time finding a team right now, but uh, <laughs> not wrong. Which is interesting. Isn't that weird? God, soccer's that's such a weird sports is weird. Sports is weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm excited for Cam um, to come here. Um, Congratulations, Cam, by the way, with the recent uh, engagement. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Congrats. She said yes. That's that's a good thing. Uh, she she is the test of character that we're going to uh, take that. he's We're going to have an exciting season. Um, but he is a, a stout midfielder, um, a, a good six, possibly an eight. He, he really is the Hayden Partain um, replacement um, in him next to PC. I'm excited about that. And also, welcome back, PC. I'm very excited for that. Really, really, really enjoyed his play. Um, he was um, he was great uh, last season. I mean, there's we couldn't have done anything we did without him last season. That's it's pretty simple. key passes, which led the team in 39 tackles, which, which shocked me when I was going through and putting in the press release by uh, the SAFC communications team when they put it through. Uh, yeah. They mentioned his 39 tackles was second on the team. Yeah. Hard-nosed. He will take somebody out if he has to. Get He'll get yellow a yellow card, card if he has to. Have yeah, plenty of yellow cards. <laughs> yeah. That's why he wears the yellow shoes. <laughs> that, that, is, that is correct. But at the same rate, I mean, you don't you don't have anywhere near the successful season you had last season without PC. I no, not at all. So that's, so that's huge to come back for sure. Rafa, your thoughts, uh, you know, on the first four, and then I know we've kind of, you know, braced into mm. Cam and PC coming back. Kind of your thoughts of it? I mean, with the, with uh, Gallegos coming back, I think that's going to free him up without Pirano because I know they when they played him at the same time, they kind of, I don't know, it, it just didn't work. Stagnated. It stagnated, but now that he's probably going to be not have that, we have to worry about that, so he'll be able to shine. Especially if they are going to play that three-five-two, he'll be the attacking mid, and then Cam and PC, you know, being the two holding mids. Um, like I said, I'm glad we have Doyle back. Like I said, I think he's going to be our, our destroy, destroyer in the back. Um, Leo Torres, we'll see. He didn't get much time last year, and he's the guy that I have questions about. Is yeah. is he this year's S, you know San Antonio player that steps up that that surprises? Um, because going into last year, nobody thought Jose would take the step that he did. Um, and then you know they played Dallas, and everybody's like, "Oh, hold on, this is this is this is different." So I'm interested. This would be what year two from uh, you know Leo's injury that I think he had what 2019 ish. I think mm -hmm. is when he had the, that injury year with the academy team and he was signed. But he's the one that I'm kind of interested in, and I know it'll be on a probably a, a backup role to start in, uh, start with here, but he's the one that I kind of have questions as far as his role with the team going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, we didn't see him much last year and, you know, that, I mean, are you more playing him more and down in the Academy level or are you going to, you know, he's got to see some minutes if we're going to, if he's going to take that leap basically like Jose uh, Mercado, I've seen him play before uh, when he played for um, uh, in Carnery Word. Uh, he'll, he'll be a good solid backup for, for the Beard, um, so, which we'll talk about. I know he's coming back. And mm -hmm. so, like I said, we gotta, he'll be a good development. I know uh, Juan de la, uh, la Madrid is a good, great, a great uh, goalkeeping coach. Sure, he's going to develop. 
Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna develop him. So, you know, so I think that's something. But uh, we've had some good go. You know, like I said, we've had good goalkeepers. I'm glad we have PC back. You know, PC. He, he he's like the little engine they could, and he keeps our, our engine going out there on the field. So, you know, his his leadership. I think that was what we were missing the year before is that leadership in the in the, in the central mid. You know, something that we lost when we used to have um, uh, Rafa Castillo. So mm-hmm. I think he took that role. 100%. But, yeah. And then Matt, like I said, could this be Matt's last year? Maybe he'll take a jump, leap to MLS next year, who knows, or Europe. But he's he had a good good season this year. Uh, started a few, you don't see that many mistakes like he had in the in the past. But like I said, he's he's done a, he's really matured and he's done an excellent job. Plus, he's also a big leader on on the team. So that's my question. So I think goalies, we've got the the young guy, we've got Matt. Um, do you see them pulling in? A, you know, like a a Saint Clair again, doing you know having a young MLS goalkeeper to kind of push. Uh, Cardoni, or do you think uh, Mercado could be that that guy that pushes him uh, to help him get to that next level? Because I think you know, with uh, Saint Clair, it mm-hmm. put to me it pushed Matt because you know Saint Clair was you know starting for Minnesota United um, at the end in the playoffs, and uh, I think most people in many you feel that you know he's most likely going to be the starter going forward. I know they had a, you know their their first starter that injured so. He'll have a little bit of battle, but uh, um, with him being young, you know, et cetera, I, I fully expect him to, to to continue with the growth. So, do you see SAFC trying to bring in, you know, another veteran to kind of help push, or do you think we've got our one and two already? I think we have our one or two. Well, that also depends on how long the league is going to be. You know, how many games we play. You know, do you yeah. bring in a third? You know, if we're going to do the same format, you know, we like we did this past season, then you really only need is two. You know, unless an injury comes up, but I guess like having Sinclair was kind of a once of a lifetime deal that you couldn't pass up because he did some good things for us. But I think, like I said, I think Mercado will push Matt. But it's man, but who you know who who better to learn you know you know from you know from, from Cardoni. So that's that's I think that's a good have a experienced keeper and a hungry keeper, you know, that keep everybody on their toes. So. I think we're fine with the two unless we get some superstar deal keeper that was in the super draft, you know, we just can't pass up, you know, then we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. So I think that's what happened last season with, uh, with St. Clair. I think that was just opportunity. I don't think that was planned. I think that was a, Hey, uh, Minnesota United calling a, you know, kind of got a keeper. We need to get some minutes. And the Minnesota United went through three keepers and like, okay, we need our guy back. And then he goes and does what he did in the playoffs. And I mean, I, I, I I'm, that's another guy that departed um, that I am super happy for. I mean, mm-hmm. man, uh, what a, what a meteoric rise that quickly. Um, only, only dwarf by Piranha going to Portugal, but man, St. Clair, that save, uh, I, I, man. In the playoffs, yeah, 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 against uh, SKC. My goodness, so, yeah, so. I, <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> it was, it was, that was a great game by him to keep it 0 0, and then they just scored three straight. Crazy. So, the two we haven't talked about, um, we'll start with the young guy, and I think Ra- I think Rafa has seen this, uh, seen Ollie mm-hmm. play or knows a little bit about him. Um, but he's one that I'm kind of excited about. They have him listed as a midfielder. Uh, he played here locally at St. Mary's is from England. Um, but you know, in, in 13 get here with uh, St. Mary's at 13 goals, 20 assists, 2019 and 14 uh, games with Corpus, you know, who, you know, was a high flying offense, uh, had seven goals and 15 assists. So, to me, uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Rafa, because I believe uh, when he was signed, you mentioned I think you have a little bit of knowledge about him. Um, yeah. You know, from St. Mary's. Yeah, we and actually me and Scott went to go see, I think it was the conference championship St. Mary's was in. I can think them, I think against Midwestern. And we saw him play uh, fast, physical. Uh, I'm probably, I don't know, he's not going to start with the SAFC, but he's a good change of pace player. You know, that that spark that you need, 
Uh, either does he play on the wing or is he more? He, 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 well, he was playing more when we saw him we play more up front. He's playing more of a forward because, like I said, they're playing more. I think like a four-three-three. Um, that was the formation I think that St. Mary's was playing at that at that game. But he's a he's a hot octane player, and that's what we need. I think. I mean, look at the goals he scored. There seven goals, fifteen assists, and fourteen in fourteen games. That's 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 productivity there, and that's what you want. And like I say, if you're down a goal and we need to make a sub. Uh, this I think this this kid's gonna do a lot, and he he could be the big a big steal for us too. You know, could you see forward. him playing where uh, Jose played last year, and in in Jose sliding in where Piranha went? Yeah, I can see that. I can see, I can see that he can go in there, or like I said, if he comes in for Jose, like I said, he can go in for that posi- in that position as well. But he's he's gonna like I said to me that I think this might be a little, a steal. You know, going into this season, and I think he's going to pay bid. I mean, so not maybe he may not score the seven goals, but if he can get us at least maybe three or four or five goals, you know, as, as coming as a uh, from a backup role, it's it's going to be great. You know, and you got to love the hair too. <laughs> you got to love the hair. So, but uh, but but we're glad that he's on here, and I'm sure he, I have a high expectations. That I think he's going to do a really good job. Your yes, thoughts, Royce? This coming season, it is some solid lettuce for sure. Um, now I'm excited. Uh, I I I don't know where he plays. To be honest with you, obviously he's a forward. I don't know if he's a ten. I don't know if he's a wing. I don't know if he's left footed or right footed. Um, but those are impressive numbers, obviously. Uh, and I I remember following uh, the Sharks uh, last season, last season before. What Jesus? Oh my goodness. Embarrassing. Um, but they were an exciting team. I mean, they scored a lot. They gave up a lot of goals, but they also scored a lot. And Ollie was a big reason for that. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, hopefully uh, he might back up for Jose um, at the same rate. I think one of the wingers we have is Leo Torres. Um, he's been on the left. Uh, we've seen him on the left a few times. Um, so maybe he takes up that position, uh, and he uh, maybe Leo's on the left, maybe Ollie on the right. I, I just don't know what. I mean, we'll his last name's see. do what? We'll have to we'll see. Yeah, I mean, his last name's right, so I was going to say his. I mean, he <laughs> should be right footed, but it might be a left footed. <laughs> so yeah. and then the final one, which was just announced today, uh, coming from Orlando City. Uh, he was the third overall pick in the 2019 Super Draft uh, from FIU, uh, 37 career goals. Uh, I know he had a four-game stint uh, with a, uh, with a, a, a team in Mexico last year, but uh, you know, and I posted a, kind of his highlight film that he had. But uh, Santiago uh, Patino uh, is forward, six one, six foot. I've seen on there, you know, buck ninety five. Seems like he's built pretty good. Um, in watching the the YouTube highlights uh, that I liked here, I could see why SAFC liked him because he played defense. Um, and he came back and and he was tough, and you know he was all the way down at the back end, and, and then he'd go forward, and um, you know, so I, I think he's a young kid with uh, you know a lot to prove, and hoping that he can jump back up to uh, you know MLS or you know elsewhere here. So. Uh, I was pretty excited to see this, uh, you know, uh, see him play uh, or be him signed with, uh, you know, SAFC here. So, Royce, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it, it's another another, another solid signing. Um, he, it, like you said on the highlights, it looked like he really played that uh, that Giazzi Zardes role, where he just comes back in the defense a lot, helps out pressing, and in the Marcina system, pressing is key. It is a pressing system. And having a forward that's willing to come back and press is is, is going to be big, especially if you're going to have, like I said, Ollie Wright as a winger possibly with his speed and whoever else we get. You know, distribution is going to be great. Um, and he's a big body. He's physical. SA, uh, Marcina likes a physical team, pretty obvious, having PC there and 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 such. So, I mean, I'm excited. that That could be a – that could be a great underrated signing um, that we don't, you know, that that we look at now when we're excited about. And at the end of the season, it, it may just be just gangbusters. So, your thoughts, Rafa? 
Uh, hopefully, hopefully we give him a two-year deal because I think this guy's seeing this video. He's going to do some damage up front, and yeah. and just like the he's got the size, he's got the speed. I like like a race mentioned. He plays defense, and that's very rare to find with some of these um, forwards of this. I think this is, you know, being the number three pick in the Super Draft, you know, be able to sign him, you know, I think they saw, like I said, good good uh, scouting, you know. I think we lost Rafa again here, so. Yep. Um, to me, when I was watching him, and, and this probably ages Toronto me. up front. Yeah, so are we going to find another – Six footer, is that in the works? You know, maybe maybe someone from Argentina. You know, they're, maybe they're down well, there since the weather's nice down. We have heard, preferably left footed. <laughs> we have heard yeah. that there are more Argentinians uh, coming to SAFC. Um, he said to be patient, uh, but uh, you know, from the USL Argentina uh, social media, um, Messi to SAFC. Yes. Write it down. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be the one. <laughs> Maybe Messi's child, which I'll still take, you know, if he has any. Uh, for out here. The Hulk, the Hulk can afford him. <laughs> so, you know, as far as off to the start, I think we've got one, two, three, four, five. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Breaking news. Breaking news. Looks like uh, uh, Spurs Sports Entertainment has offered uh, LaMarcus Aldridge to be traded straight up for Leo Messi, LaMarcus Aldridge to Barcelona basketball. There we go. There you go. Start that <laughs> Although the Spurs are three and zero with Aldridge playing twenty one minutes or plus, so uh, I'm not sure how that works for them. I know he, he's he's good this season. Every every game that he's played more than thirty minutes, they've won. So let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Hey, you brought it up, man. Let's move on quickly. So, <laughs> Do you think we'll find another diamond in the rough as far as you know, in, in Argentina? Yes. You know, I, I, you know, for me, I hopefully we find like I said a, a four that complements, um, you know, Santiago, and then also what I think we, you know, with the loss of Blake, I think we do need another winger, and I hope they do bring Maloney back because I think he was just like our little bulldog that's up and down the field, great defender. Took hits, but you know what I want to see more utilized is bringing a winger. They'll send crosses in, and and also if we do bring a forward, someone that can shoot from outside. That's something we need more. So people to take shots from outside. You know, I like to see more of that. And then another, like I said, also kind of revamp the defense. I th I think that is a big uh, priority is to bring Maloney back. Um, if you remember Maloney. Played on the left and the right, and that's huge. And you never – I mean, you can bring back Kai, put him as the, the right wing back, re-sign Maloney, have him as the left wing back. So, could. Yeah, I said could. I said could. And Kai Green's fantastic. Whatever. So, He's better at defending. So we'll kind of transition <laughs> yeah. to kind of the USL news and notes here. Uh it's a good thing that uh, season's probably not going to kick off around May Memorial Day timeframe. I'm hearing so we have plenty of time to find the, the to fill out the rosters and and I know I pester SAFC with hey you got any announcements uh, today's wasn't that good uh, yeah <laughs> uh, I was gonna say real real quick real quick to go back because it just popped in my head and that's kind of weird. Uh, Leo Torres, uh, his playing time was hurt because obviously there was no U S open cup and yep. maybe that's not a thing we're having this year either uh, anymore. Well, it hasn't been ruled out. Um, ruled out. Okay. You know, so I, I think they'll play it. The question is, is when and how and, and right, how right, goes, right. But there's no way I see that tournament going two years without mm -hmm. playing. I just don't think, you know, because it's the longest running tournament yeah. in the United, you know, what in the world, one in the world's right. Yeah. Um, so I don't see them doing two years without having some sort of, you know, some sort of a played. And um, I know there's rumblings about MLS 
starting to push back from, Hey, we're going to start, start in March, which everybody's like, well, what? And the owners are starting to say, Hey, why are we starting, starting that when we can't have people in the stands and stuff. So right for me, I could see the U S open cup kind of be in the preseason tournament kind of starting out in in the, in, in the, you know, have a USL championship and MLS bubble where they have the, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you might be onto something there. Uh, they, yeah. they can host it here. <laughs> there you go. Plenty of fields. And I've already, you know, in listening to reports from, you know, the, the chatterbox on social media and, and through USL, um, it'll be interesting. The format that they set up for this year, I don't think it'll be um, as regionalized as last year, but I don't think it'll be far off. I, I think you may see instead of having what, eight, eight groups, I think you may have four groups um, through there. And, and so then the question kind of turns into, are we going to be more central based or more uh, Southwest, you know, mountain based with Colorado Springs, Phoenix. And then, so I think that'll be kind of interesting to shake out, but I know the athletic and Jeff Reuter, you know, was put out, you know, put out saying, Hey, schedule schedules, not even, you know, being, being discussed as of yet. Cause they don't know what's going to happen. So uh, for that here, but the other big news, which I'm excited about, you know, you know, I know down in the valley is excited about, but uh, RGV is uh, finally an independent team, uh, so they no longer have Daddy Dynamo. Uh, so, uh, congrats to the Stampede from you know from you know getting out of that. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how that rivalry takes that that next step and to see who goes back uh, to RGV. I, I you know I've heard a couple rumors like uh, Charlie Ward. Uh, possibly going back. Um, I thought Chewy would, but he ended up going to Oakland, uh, where, where he's from here. So um, it'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, RGV as a as an independent um, and how that kind of pulls from SAFC's, you know, talent base here in South Texas. Because before they really, in my opinion, kind of had if you want, you know, if you you know, because what. Uh, Mercado's from uh, Laredo, right? If if memory serves me correct, I think so. uh, you know from you know from down there to where there's gonna be a little bit of that. But uh, you know, Rafa, your thoughts on RGV finally finally breaking away from the Dynamo? Um, I mean, it's good for them. I'm sure they're still gonna beg some players for them to help them win a game or two, or even score a goal. Um, so to throw a little salt there <laughs> for the rivalry. But it's it's good. I mean, like I said, it's good for them because they now they could get to bring in some of the players, maybe that they, what they're looking for, or even have the staff that they want to not not worry about what what Houston FC Dynamo, whatever they're called now. Um, they don't have to be looking over their shoulder as far as some of the decision making. And then hopefully, like I said, they'll market market a lot better too, and they'll have they'll put some fans in the seats over there once once they get everything taken care of. So. You know, I, I don't think I don't think you know. Like I said, uh, Houston FC did any fears for them as far as marketing them or bringing fans because you know the Valley's a big soccer. You know, there's a lot of soccer fans down there, and, and I'm just surprised that they don't sell out every or not necessarily sell out, but have bigger crowds. But hopefully, these guys will you know be able to do it and attract it, and it'll make the rivalry games a lot better. Your thoughts, Royce. Uh, congrats. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's exciting for them for sure. Um, they're, they're definitely going to be in the beginning as competitive because they obviously can't quickly loan down five dynamo players out of nowhere. Um, but that also means that they may not have the crappy dynamo youngsters as well to where they may have a, you know, a competent lineup uh, that, and we already know that they get a FC fit. So. Honestly, I, I'm not even sure if if the lineup was the was the issue last season. I mean, yeah, exactly. Talking to the Stampede guys, I think it was more of the coaching. But once again, the coaches are employed by the Dynamo, and so maybe they can go out and heck, maybe they'll go get Thomas Tuchel. I heard he's uh he's available. So, um, but one of the me is Ian Russell from uh, Reno, who unfortunately R.I.P. Uh, if he moved down there, that would continue. Say, well, Reno, yeah, that's right. Reno's gone. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I know 
I, I've been looking at the old Reno roster to see where all those players end up and seeing if uh, SAFC signs one or two. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's definitely a possibility. Um, have the roots um, signed a coach yet? Uh, I think they have a coach, but I don't remember who it is. But yeah, okay. Uh, you 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 would have thought they would have signed, but maybe the Fresno, whoever the Fresno coach was, went to the roots. Or... Also, isn't Monterey supposed to be a team? Is that going to be this season or next season? Uh, I think next 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 season. Yeah, the roots have a Dori, uh, Dario Pot as the sure um, as their head coach. Or is it no? no Jordan Farrell, uh, December third was uh, named here. Okay. So, but uh, old, no, it is according to Wikipedia, Dario Pot, uh, he replaced uh, through there. But uh, uh, you might remember this name, Nana Akara, uh, uh, Akora. Yeah. Uh, back from the Scorpion days, he's an assistant yeah. coach on there. So, there you go. So, very there cool kind of to tie that back. So, I know it's been a while. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Royce. Uh, what's your final thoughts on the evening? Uh, uh, sports is silly. Love each other. We're all American. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're better than this. Anyway, soccer. Let's see when it happens. <laughs> if it uh, happens. Yeah. And, uh, Weston McKinney, what was it? Weston McKinney, Sergio, De Serginho Dest, and, uh, Zach Steffen all playing for, for their teams, uh, Man City, Barcelona, and Juventus at the same time today. So are you more excited about the U.S. national team now than you? Oh, oh for sure. I mean, for well, sure. Uh, you're wearing a Mexican jersey, dude. You don't count, man. I know. Yeah. He, he's he's really excited with his two guys that are in the yeah <laughs> in the European leagues. Real, real exciting. Uh, but I will say, Rob will say, I hope Raul Jimenez gets well soon. I know that that concussion was ugly, so that was that was pretty bad. But I definitely, I mean, who couldn't be more excited about USMNT? Uh, we still got Burkholder, so we'll see. We have El Chucky. I mean, uh, yeah, Des, Des, came, Des came over while Burhalter was coach, and we also have Musa, um, Eunice Musa coming over. So, no, I'm not complaining. Like, Doing so, something right. I'm Doing still something very anti uh, U.S. soccer, MLS for other factors here, but uh, uh, I will admit my excitement for the U.S. men's national team is getting up there, and the expectations are getting up there to where. Before, yeah. I was like, hey, will we qualify? Now it's like, okay, hey, we're going to qualify. The question is, is you know, is it one or two? Yep. And I know Rafa's like, you're two. Go ahead, Rafa. I just don't, I just don't think they have the coaching staff. I mean, I don't think they have the right coach. So, uh, that's the question. Because – Okay. We'll see. You know, we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll just, leave it up to the Gold Cup. We'll leave it up to the Gold Cup. Well, you saw I'm, what happened in the I'm last. Not gonna tell, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm not going to tell you why you're wrong. I'm just going to let you figure it out. I'm just going to let you figure it out. You saw what happened in the last World Cup. You know <laughs> who has but it the right talent. Now? And you might be able talent. to answer this. You, you know, the talent on the at least perception wise, at least mm -hmm. the talent wise on U.S. Men's National Team. I don't want to say it's the golden generation, but to me, I don't know if we've had a better group of. of it's it's there. There we have it. We haven't. It's there. It's we there, but you just don't have the coach. I just don't see. I just don't see Burhan as him. He just does make makes bad decisions. We'll see. Uh, if they get somebody else, um, I don't know who you, who you can bring in. Um, uh, was it uh, Herrera? From Mexico. I, no, I, I don't I, see him. I know Lapotegi um, was interested in the job back. Uh who's I mean, who's the coach for Sevilla now, but he might be he might be I mean, look what he did with Spain. So you know, he did a lot I of I just think there's a them. lot of yeah, talent real fast. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> That's what he did with Spain. He should have kept uh, his mouth shut over the Real Madrid deal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, just just shh. Just, I'll, I'll take the job. I'll take the job. Shh, the job. Shh, just don't say anything. There's a lot of talent, so expectations are going to be high. <laughs> yeah, no, expectations are astronomical. I mean, the lineup is huge. We'll see what Burhalter does. 
he seems he I mean he really does seem competent. Uh, I I honestly think the guys that are next in charge for the USMNT are Jesse Marsh if he wants it. Um who he's going to be the next RB Leipzig. He might even be the next uh Borussia Dortmund manager. He's one of the leading candidates. Um and he I mean he had Salzburg playing like lights out. Like a dang machine. I mean they were beating every team through the 75th minute and then they just got tired and lost it. I mean had Byron Munchen drawn until then, and has just end of the game kind of killed him. But it, he's exciting, um, and Salzburg is exciting. We'll see where he ends up. Um, at the same rate, um, who's the coach for? Uh, is it Stuttgart? Um, he, he's American as well. He's from New Jersey. I can't think of his name. Uh, I could look it up, but uh, he's also American, and he has Stuttgart playing really well. Um, they were expected to be relegated and they may be mid table. So, yeah. So there, there's options. Anyway, um, we're probably rambling now, Harry, I will, uh, leave well, it to Rafa's you. Gotta give his final thoughts. Rafa. Uh, final thoughts. Um, looking forward for, like I said, for this high school season this year, some, a lot of great teams and hopefully they're able to play games and we're able to play in the playoffs. That's, and have a state champion that's crossing their fingers about that. Wear, and wear masks, wash your hands, socially yes. distant. Everybody, let's stay safe. Let's get these soccer games in. Let's let's go. So yeah. my final thoughts is going to kind of toy in, uh, tie in with Royce's here is um, today was not a good day to be an American. I don't care which political side you, you're on, who you vote for, who you don't vote for. It wasn't a good day. And hopefully as a nation, you know, we can come together and, and, you know, I know I served, my father served, you know, you know, there's many of us that, that have served. There's a lot of supporters, you know, in, in the um, SAFC family that are former military, you know, there's a lot of SAFC family that, you know, you know, are, you know, pro Republican, you know, pro liberal, whatever. The bottom line is, is what happened today should have never happened. Um, and as a country, you know, we everybody needs to kind of take a step back and and say, hey, how can I, you know, am I helping things or am I inflaming things? And you know, that goes for me as well. I know some of my posts on there. I'm, you know, uh, you know, kind of reflection after kind of seeing the, the stuff that went on today is like, you know, hey, I need to be better. Um, I just think as a country, we need to take a step back, even if it's taking a day off of from, you know, from Twitter, social media. I've started doing that, you know, at least once a day on the weekend, just to, you know, just to get a break from, you know, from it. Um, but, you know, to me, I know we're a soccer show and, and thank you for everybody that's tuned in and, and for everybody that's going to be listening. Um, but, you know, just like on the soccer pitch, we're all one team. Um, we may have disagreements. We may not like everybody. We may see things differently, but at the end of the day, we have one goal, and that's to make us the greatest country in the you know in the world, and to make sure that my kids have have a good lifespan. Royce's kids have a good lifespan. Rafa's kids, if he ever has kids, have a, have a good lifespan, and that way it continues. Call it hey, yeah, whoever wants a volunteer, I'm, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> There's no ring here. My swipe, mom right, swipe, it swipe right or swipe left. I don't know. Swipe right, yeah. <laughs> swipe right for Rafa. Uh, but uh, to, to end the show, as, as Scott says, uh, what's life without goals? But uh, you know, please, everybody, you know, let's 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 be kinder to everybody, and and you know, let's think before we we say and post things here. But uh, have a great evening, guys. See you, everybody. Shout out to Scott. Hope you feel better. Yeah, I hope you feel better, Scott. <laughs>